Welcome to the broadcast. Kim, do you know what this is? This is our one year anniversary show. I know. Lost track. Where is it? For a year we've been saying we need an really applause track. Help us someone. Someone give us an applause track for our birthday. No, I'm, I <laughs> cannot believe that we have been at this for about a year now and I just feel like it's getting better and better. It's so exciting. You know why? Because we have been really fortunate to have amazing women who have said yes to come on the show. <laughs> who have agreed. Who have found a half an hour out of their day yes. to come and talk with us about what they're doing. And I'm really grateful for all the women who've been on. We've been I really know. And we just want to thank everybody that's been yeah. a part of this because it's really been a journey for us. And it's just been really exciting to get to know women on this level mm-hmm. in the Pittsburgh community. Yeah. I feel very uh, proud of the sort of safe space we've created. And yeah. hopefully we have more to come. I know we got a lot more on the schedule. So I know. Yay. Happy birthday, us. <laughs> <laughs> Should have had a cake. I know. Damn. All right. We'll put that on the next. All right. That's fair. Okay. All right. Um, but before uh, we get started with today's guest, who's our first repeat guest, I'm I so excited. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. We are at Broadcast PGH. You can find us on Facebook at the Broadcast underscore PGH. You can find us on Instagram at the Broadcast underscore PGH. Our website, where all of our past previous episodes are contained, is broadcast podcast.com. And if you would like to support the show, which we would love if you would support the show, visit our Patreon page, patreon.com slash broadcast PGH. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you'd like to sponsor the show or talk to us about ideas you have for women we should have on, please email us, broadcastpgh at gmail.com. And if you yourself are an interesting woman, you can nominate yourself, too. Don't be shy, ladies. That's a funny thing. I know. We have a lot of women who will nominate other women. Oh, always. I'm not that interesting. Mm -hmm. But there you are. You're more interesting than you think. Trust us, you are. We will find the interesting (laughs) tidbit about you. Um, And we want to give a shout out to our patrons, uh, Teresa Kaufman and Jamie Earl. Thank you so much for supporting our conversations with interesting women in Pittsburgh. We appreciate it. Yeah. And speaking of interesting women, do you like that segue? I did. You're welcome. You still are the queen of the segue. Uh, one of my favorite Pittsburgh ladies mm-hmm. is back today to chat with us, and you may remember her. She was actually one of our very, very first yeah. guests, um, and that Kim, you introduced me yeah. to Honey Young, and I have to say, since I've been introduced, it's just been a love affair, at least on my end. I don't know how she feels, but we're I about to find out. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you? I'm fine. Thank you for having me back. Of That's course. Always. I appreciate it. I like being the first repeat guest. Mm-hmm. That's I know. Very flattering. It just seems fitting, though, yeah, that it, it would be you. Because when we were talking about people, if we did a one-year show and we wanted to have somebody on, you were just on our top of our list. Yeah, so, hey, that's just made dope. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't want to disappoint. Then it's okay. No pressure. No to pressure. make it juicy. <laughs> All right, you definitely will. So let's let's look back to the last time you were on. You were talk. We were talking about your photo project, the American yes. Woman. Mm-hmm. So maybe give us an update on what's going on with that, um, how it evolved. I know you have traveled all over the place I taking have. photos. So tell us a little bit about what's up with that, what's going and on. And the stories. Yeah, and there's some backstory. I there just too. Yeah. love reading all of the captions oh, and me the too. stories and the videos how about you met these amazing women. women. Yeah. Mm, they're so interesting. And they're so varied. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm really proud <laughs> you should be. of all the women. So let's see. If I was on here about a year ago, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So since then... I had I been to LA yet? I'm I feel like sure. you were. Ta- I feel because like you were we had talking recorded about it a little bit before the show actually aired, so right. it might have been a little more than a year that you were on. I think it was okay. Yeah. So the last time, since the last time I was on mm-hmm. the show, I went to Los Angeles, New Orleans, Atlanta, and back to New York again. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. Which is oh, that's crazy. Yeah. That happened <laughs> all in one year. I, I went. I went to a lot of different places, and I 
I'm actually think when I was on the broadcast podcast last time, I hadn't really photographed Pittsburgh women yet right. either. No, I don't think mm. you had. Yeah. I think actually you might have. Did you meet Liana through? I had met Liana through my cousin Damon. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she was, the, she, was she came the in day. when yes. I was leaving. Yeah. yeah. And, and that was only the second your... time I'd ever seen her. Yeah. She was a really interesting oh my gosh, one yeah. that you photographed in. She's an interesting person. She yeah. is. She was one of our <laughs> yeah. most I love to her. Podcasts. But yeah, when when I recorded last time and she walked in after me, I didn't know her well at all. Mm-hmm. I'd met her briefly, but in a big group of people. So she is an American woman. Um, Kilolo, who's Kilolo's been on your show too. Yeah, yeah. She? she was, I think, our third or fourth guest. Yeah, I just, her. I just basically poached y'all. Hey, that's fine. <laughs> I am fine. I remember I made that. We made that email introduction. That's right. Mm-hmm. I am so fine with being the. Catalyst. connector oh my gosh yeah. to have yeah amazing amazing women, women should know each other yeah so yeah. in all the cities that you've gone to mm-hmm. so far what has been that common thread that you have found between women because i know That's we all have question. our own story but there's a lot more i always feel that connects us than separates us mm-hmm. so what is that common thread that you have found through this work so the most interesting thing i think about the project first is just how different all of the women mm-hmm. are because there's still a lot of people who think that black people are monolithic and we all think the same Mm -hmm. and we all have the same interests and the same things bother us or affect us. And that's obviously not true for anybody who's actually met a black person (laughs) or more than one, I guess. If you met two black people, you probably (laughs) noticed they're not the same person, but I don't know. (laughs) Um, So the most, that's hope. (laughs) So they're all like stunningly different, but I will say a commonality that started to, to emerge, which I didn't, necessarily anticipate was when I asked them because I asked everyone the same six questions every single Mm -hmm. woman since day one and the question when I asked what do you love about being a black woman I would say like 99% of them and this is like almost 70 women now said everything 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 like over and over and I they had never I haven't put that part online yet Like I haven't put that part of anybody's video online yet. And I said, what do you love about being a black woman? It was like everything. Like just, it was like deep, a deep everything, like everything. And then it was like a super hype, like everything. And then then it was just like my hair, my body, my ass, my thighs, uh, our sense of style, you know, our flavor, the way we talk, the way we love each other. And so that was really uplifting and mm. I just thought every time someone did it I was like you guys say everything aren't you wow and, and I was like I can't wait to like edit this together and like do a super cut yeah. <laughs> of all these gorgeous dynamic different different in age different in um, body type different in experience in professional work some of their mothers some of them don't want no kids <laughs> you know my mother is in the project oh, and awesome. I can't wait to do like a super cut of all of these black women saying they love everything about being a black woman so if you asked yourself that question what do you love about being a black woman like turning that lens on yourself I do love everything about being a black woman um but to flesh out that answer a little mm-hmm. bit because you know there's there's it's it's hard <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you know what we call intersectionality right. is that I'm not just a woman. I'm not just a black person, but I'm a black woman. I'm also a queer black woman. Mm-hmm. So there's another intersection. I'm a plus size black woman. I'm a mother. So all of these things kind of converge to make me this intersectional being. But what I love being about being a black woman, I think is 
the resilience, mm. honestly. And that's yeah. the, um, you know, something we always have to flesh out, right? Because the strong black woman trope is right. hurtful. Yeah, that's to because black everyone, women a lot. it right. leads to the angry black woman trope. Yeah. Right? So that everyone's angry. Or the, you yeah. know, black woman will save us. Right, yeah. right. Which, yeah. you know, right. happens all the work. in like Alabama and all these other like right. um, elections. Yeah. elections. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it is. But honestly, it's something that I, you know, black women have been contending with. Yep. Certainly our history in this country. Right. And then my ancestors in Africa were probably like, stop calling me strong and whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To that point, do you think part of the process of this project, whether it was conscious or not, was to try to find that tie to other women that you consider that wouldn't be known as the American woman? Yeah. Do you think that was a process that you went through? I did think about like how glorious um, American black culture is and how I wanted to explore um, the different ways in which that manifests and how that ties together with other black women's intersectionality. So Mm -hmm. is there anyone in particular, and I know you're going to say they're all my favorite, but is there any one (laughs) woman's story that was, it didn't even have to be your favorite, but just that really stood out to you as, wow, this woman really is something or has stayed with you. Like, yeah, it tugged at your heart. Actually, there's a couple like that. Mm -hmm. Um, the one that comes to mind first is probably Miss Reese, mm-hmm. um, because she's in. First of all, New Orleans was my favorite city, oh, and you had you didn't really have any connection to New Orleans, right? You weren't you didn't no, have a personal connection. No, I had been there, there one time, mm-hmm. like when I was like I think nineteen years old or something. Mm-hmm. So this woman, Miss Reese, who's in New Orleans, she's actually like the queen of the Mardi Gras Indians. Oh, wow. So the Mardi Gras Indians, for anybody who's not familiar, um, they are black people who adorn themselves in these really intricate costumes around um, all the celebrations around Mardi Gras. So Ms. Reese, um, she's an older woman. I want to say she's in her early 60s. Um, again, she's like the the grand the go- the godmother, the grandmother, the queen of the Mardi Gras Indians. Wow. But she um, is very, very highly regarded in New Orleans and really around the world for anybody who knows about that culture. And when I was interviewing the other women in my project in New Orleans, they specifically were like, who else is in here? This is the only city that did this. They're like, who else do you have? And I would name the women. They're like, okay, you have native New Orleanians. Okay. I just needed to make they sure. They were trying to make sure you were legit. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They wanted to make sure I did my research yep. and that I wasn't, because there's a lot of transplants in New Orleans. Sure. A couple yeah. women in my in that I photographed in New Orleans, they are transplants, but they were like okayed, right? They were. <laughs> they're like okay. The she, they're like she cool because she's been here a long time, or she's really respectful of us, or she's that really shows too herself. just like yeah. what you were saying. It being such a community there, yeah. really very like a, and protective yeah, of each other. yeah, they're very protective. They're That's very interesting. Protective. And they they you kind of you can understand why. Yeah, totally. Like just the way that New Orleans has been treated. But she was probably she is a standout just because she is so highly regarded mm-hmm. and she's so wise. Mm. <laughs> and I photographed her in her studio and she just the fact that she let me like videotape her work, mm, right. which they don't typically let anybody see for like months at a time. Yeah. It was just really profound to me. I was like cr- kind of crying a little bit when she was talking mm. about certain hardships in her life. Um, she was crying a little bit, um, just talking about, I guess, like the profound experience of being a black woman in this country and being an older black woman who has, you know, seen like much harder things than I have, you know, during the civil rights era. Um, so she stands out. I can't wait to put her stuff up, which will be probably in, in the next week. 
Oh, good. I can't. Because so. I'm like, how did I miss this? I know. I'm like, I yeah, I'm, I'm, I really pay attention to this. I'm like, well, I'm like going through my head. So yeah. I'm glad that this. Okay, I feel yeah. better yeah. now. <laughs> so, so, at, so we're getting a sneak peek. Basically, you are. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. So at taping time, which again is we're in the beginning of February right now. I'm about halfway through um, posting the portraits of all the New Orleans women. Awesome. And then it's on to Atlanta, which was a lot of fun too. The South is so great, and it was summer. Oh, that was great. That was a good experience to go down south. And that, again, was super important. Let's hold off just a second. <laughs> going to save somebody. How rude. You understand? It was so bad before the, the train was honking the horn oh because God, of the truck on the tracks. It was like 10 minutes. But thank God we weren't recording. So let's pick it up from Atlanta. Um, it was really important for me to go down south, I guess, in general, not just to New Orleans but to Atlanta too. And I wanted to try and get to Houston and I just ran out of money to be perfectly honest. But again, just the differences in the black experience, like mm -hmm. Southern black people are different <laughs> than like New York black people, which is, you know, what I consider myself. So, and not to belabor this point because, you know, we had, we had talked a little bit about this before the show had started, but there was another project recently that came out entitled American woman mm -hmm. as well. Uh, that CNN, mm -hmm has been doing mm -hmm. and there were a lot of similarities yeah. in a lot of ways to your projects. And I, and do you want to speak on that at all? Sure. And explain I, to I people what, what has yeah. happened. So, um, yes, Brooke Baldwin, who's a journalist for CNN has an interview series called American woman, um, that debuted, uh, January 3rd, I want to say, um, sorry. You good over there too? Making as much noise as possible. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. It uh, debuted January 3rd, and it's an interview series. Uh, I think it might be about eight women that she interviewed. It's Betty White, Pat Benatar, um, Issa Rae, Ava DuVernay. Like, actually a pretty dope collection of women. <laughs> yeah. um, but it does, it is called American Woman as well. And that fact alone is not just the thing that pisses me off, actually, because, mm -hmm. yeah, you American woman, like, we aren't the first two to ever call anything American woman. But I actually am <laughs> the first person to do an interview series called American Woman that specifically talks about the experience of being an American woman. I know it sounds crazy that I could be the first person to do it, but I actually am. And I know that because I researched it extremely heavily before I did it because yeah. that's what I do yeah. as a creator is actually make sure I'm not stepping on somebody else's toes. So she um, obviously is like started this way after I did. I, I have, you know, a lot of proof to that effect, but it's more so not just about her naming an American woman, but the fact that it's called American woman, that it is an interview series, that it was born out of like what, um, I guess women in America have specifically went through in the past year and change in the era of Trump. Mm -hmm. um, she specifically cited the Me Too movement that was started by Tarana Burke, who is in my project. It looks pretty similar to my project as well. The aesthetics are very similar. And there's even similarities within the framework of the interviews. Mm. So I just think that there was no proper research done. 
And what, and beyond the legalities, you have to think about the fact that I'm just one woman. I'm yeah. not famous. I don't have like a, a conglomerate like CNN behind me, like literally a billion dollar um, media empire um, who's pushing what I'm doing. I'm one person. I've taken every single photograph in this project. I've done all the traveling by myself. I've filmed the interviews by myself. I've done the website, the branding, the logo, all of the aesthetics, all of the design, me. Me, me, me. I wish it didn't have to just be me, but that's kind of the nature of um, being a one-woman show, I guess. And again, just not being a billionaire. So yeah. the fact that now when people interview, uh, I'm sorry, when people Google like American woman series, American woman interview series, American woman, you know, interviews like any I've tried a whole bunch of combinations and it's always hers mm. and that wasn't the case before um so it's just about like what kind of person gets to have the platform and what kind of person doesn't and this happened actually with Toronto Burke with me too yes mm -hmm. I was just thinking that yeah Alyssa Milano actually had started using that hashtag um, to sort of frame what was happening around Harvey Weinstein and the influx of women who finally had a, a way to yeah, talk about what had right. happened to them with sexual abuse and sexual harassment. And as soon as she was informed that actually Me Too is a movement that was started in 2006 by a black woman, she immediately gave her the floor. That being said, I'm not necessarily looking for Brooke Baldwin to take me under her wing because I don't need her to do that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do what I do regardless. But I think it would be a really, really good opportunity for CNN uh, to see the work that I'm doing and, and propel it in some way because this is definitely affecting my project. But regardless of what happens, my project is not going anywhere. The well, best I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, so, I'm I, like it's so good. <laughs> people are like, well, why don't you change the note? No, I'm not no, no, changing no, no, the no. name. No. We'll have we will just be at a standoff forever. Yeah. Like, I'm not changing the name. You change the name. I'm not changing my name. <laughs> okay, that's fine, Brooke Baldwin. Because <laughs> I'm not changing it. I was here first, but more importantly, the women in my project deserve their story to be told. They deserve mm -hmm. the distinction. Um, they deserve to be seen. So yeah. Well, we, because this happened going. too, it kind of reaffirms the need for your project. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, it yeah. was just sort of yeah. like, oh, okay. And it's here pretty, we go. Yeah. It's pretty you ironic, know? which I, yeah. which I said when I was in the city paper talking to Margaret Welsh, um, that it's actually pretty ironic that when I say, you know, who gets to be called right. an American woman or who gets yeah. that platform, who gets that distinction, who gets to adopt that term, who gets to be kind of upheld um, in this way, it's just very ironic that this other project yeah. um, would be sort of overriding what I'm doing. I want these things to get done. I want yes. these projects to get done. I yeah. want these voices to be heard. If someone else is doing the work already, I I don't need to do it too. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. I can yeah. use because I have a I have my own platform again, mm -hmm. not like a CNN size platform, but, but still. I've, I've been at what I'm doing for 19 years now yeah. you know I have I have a lot of followers on social media and I feel like it's my responsibility to propel other things and if someone's doing something that I think is incredible I don't really have an interest to say well let me do it too right my interest is in is giving them the floor and giving them the platform and yeah and, and if um I'm, I'm still not opposed if Brooke Baldwin wants to email me tomorrow she can mm -hmm. um but I'm not waiting on that I'm not yeah. depending on yeah. that right 
I'm not even I'm not even like mad at her. And I don't think she did it on purpose. Um, I do think that this this past like 12 months has been incredible for women. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that her project is not necessary. <laughs> I think my project is necessary. And again, this is saying this with great admiration for the women that she's involved. But I don't think that having their perspective in this specific context was as important as mine. And that is, these are not women who have a platform already. Um, Yeah. Betty White, we like adore her, but yeah, you know, I love love Betty White. Yeah. But it's just like, we, we, we know her story. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. So what then is next for your project? Because you said you wanted to do Houston, but you ran out of money. Are Mm -hmm. you trying to raise more money? Is there I am uh, you know. not okay. trying to raise more money anymore for travel, okay. mainly because I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> so it's I, a lot. I, it's a lot of running. It's around. yeah. It, People have no when idea. When I think about like exactly how much travel I've done for this project, it's it's been amazing. Um, but it's also it was pretty tiring. Yeah. Again, because I was doing everything myself and just kind of hoisting all this camera equipment everywhere, and even just the mental strenuousness of making other people comfortable and I think y'all know as people who do you know podcasting and you both are reporters and journalists so you know that when you're talking to somebody you have to make them feel at ease and there's actually like an energy exertion in trying to to make someone at ease so that that process has actually gotten to me a little bit and I I feel like I carry a piece of these women with me so it's just been profound to sort of process that but if I if I was gonna go to one more city, mm. I would go back to Chicago. <laughs> really? I would because I had a great time in Chicago, but I only was able to photograph five women there. Okay. And every other city has at least ten now. Cause this was still in the early days when I first started. Like I did I went to New York mm-hmm. first. Mm-hmm. And I only did five women in New York too. That's why I went back to New York last year. <laughs> and this yeah, this was in two thousand sixteen. And so Chicago, I just want to loop back around. Yeah. And and probably involve about five more women. Yeah. So outside of this project, the the, the year is still young. Some mm-hmm. people say that January is like a trial month and then February is really when the year when, starts. When stuff happens. So yeah. assuming that January was your, you know, trial month Mm -hmm. what are some of your hopes and goals for this year 2018 I want like honestly every artist listening any creative listening I really want you to research what your options are around funding your projects and this is not to say you've been doing anything wrong I don't want to victim blame um, because us there's so many artists have even had to give up yeah. creating oh, because yeah. they just could not afford the yeah. materials or they just couldn't afford it emotionally. Um, but I honestly, even like hit me up on Twitter. If you have questions, I've been trying, trying to talk more and more about the avenues in which you can pursue funding. Well, I look forward to seeing, I know we both do what you have up your sleeve next. Thank All you. of your work is so interesting, more poignant and important. Women. Yeah. I yeah. Appreciate it. And where can people find more of your work? American woman co i'm on twitter is honey at h-u-n-y and my instagram is honey rocks h-u-n-y-r-o-c-k-s she sure does <sighs> honey you do rock <laughs> we're always you. so happy when you're here and thanks Thank for being for our very me. first repeat I know. guest on our anniversary show i'm honored well I'm we're honored, honored to have you and thanks. congratulations on doing oh. this for a whole year Thank you. and highlighting some really dope women in pittsburgh who are i think that you've done a great job in being really intersectional with who you've chosen you've been 
diverse in the in what the word diverse is supposed to mean. <laughs> Thank you. That's pretty oh, that much the highest compliment. We appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, sure. I appreciate the thoughtfulness that you all have put into this podcast. And I'm honored to be um, the first person to be on here two times. Well, you'd be probably the first person to be on here three times if you keep talking I know, like that. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you want me. Awesome. <laughs> Honey, thank you so much for coming. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.